live from Barclays Center. It's New York Liberty Media Day. I am there. Jackie Powell is there. The Liberty players are there. Sandy Brondello is there. All your questions answered. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi there and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. Reminding you, you can follow us at Locked On WBB and follow all the work that we do over at The Next Hoops. TheNextHoops.com, 24-7 women's basketball. So we get right to it. We really appreciate you making us your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts, women's basketball every day. But this is a bonus episode. It is part one of our New York Liberty Media Day. Jackie Powell and I took on conversations with Sandy Brondello with players up and down the roster. And so we're going to share those with you. But enjoy. Without further ado, I'm going to turn you over to... New York Liberty Media Day. You talked about the the non-negotiables and and the principles that you wanted to bring. So I'm curious, in addition to the on-court product, how do you expect this team to handle adversity? And, And what are the team's principles? Yeah, look, we're actually, you know, culture's a big part of, uh, you know, developing a winning team, um, you know, for sustainable success. And so we spend time on that. You know, what kind of t- what kind of team do we need to be to be the best we could be? You know, what's our identity going to be? And um, and it, it's a group effort. I'm not a dictator coach, so it's all it's very it's a lot of collaboration. It's like, okay, what do we want to do to be our best? Because um, yeah, we will face adversity. <laughs> this is a WNBA. It's a great um, great league and I think the league this will be one of the strongest to be quite honest so we just got to make sure that we're staying together and um, sticking to the non-negotiables you know we got to play we got to play defense we know that you know we've we got to be we've got to compete and that's where it starts but most importantly we've got to stay together and you know I'm really uh, excited about where we're at at the moment um, but it's an ongoing process to, to build that culture benchmarks for you that you think are reasonable for what you're looking for? So a couple weeks in, just from what you've seen of this team, what are reasonable benchmarks for what you think this team is capable of achieving this year? Um, you know, I definitely think that we can be a way better defensive team um, with our aggressiveness. And, you know, we're still a work in progress, to be quite honest, because we have a lot of players not here or on the sidelines and, and still trying to work it how it all fits, but I think we've got the potential to be a really good defensive team and, you know, just understanding where, you know, the, the being selfless on the other end with the ball player movement. I mean, we preach that every single day and, of course, our best players, we want to put them in positions to be successful, but, you know, uh, they hear good to great all the time, you know, making sure that we're moving the ball and getting great shots. Real quick follow-up, I could. What's the model for Sabrina? What does she bring and what can she be for this team this year? Well, number one, she's a leader. You know, um, you know, people say she's a guard. I'm not. She's 
really, she's played a lot of shooting guard in her career, and here we have her obviously in the point guard, but she'll also be off the, off the ball as well too. So we have to be smart, so we just, you know, we're playing around with, um, you know, who can get us into our offense, and it's not just Sabrina and Semi, it could be Benaja, it could be, you know, Didi. Um, you know, we've got some options there, and now it's really just got trying to get a few more players on the court to, to build up that chemistry. Thank you. The first part is just, uh, you, you've spoken about, you know, having fans in, uh, you've spoken about sponsorships. I'm just wondering if you can share some of like year over year, if there are percentage increases, if there are, you know, ways in which we can kind of quantify that. And then just the other part of it is there's no real precedent for this, even though you've been here, this will be your 12th year, you, you know, with the last few years being as crazy as they've been. And prior to that, under a different corporate um, umbrella. So how do you go about setting benchmarks for what this team on a business level can be? Yeah, I'll start with your second question first and then go back to the, fir to the first. Um, setting benchmarks at this point is really just about positive growth. Um, absolutely. Do we have metrics from the MSG years? Yes. Do I have metrics from what the top teams in this league produce? Yes. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm managing a P&L. And ultimately, you know, our focus is filling this building and, you know, making sure that the franchise is at great health. Um, so those benchmarks, you know, sometimes more granular than others, the generalization and, you know, the, the part that I really talk about is positive trajectory. If that line is going up, that's really what matters to me. And it means that, you know, we're doing things right. Um, I think I can share that we've had exponential gains in, in terms of uh, sponsorship. Um, you asked for metrics, I'll give you, we're, we're threefold in sponsorship revenue. From a ticketing standpoint, we continue, we continue to grow. Um, I don't have the exact percentages on hand, but what I'm super excited about is the new um, full season ticket membership that we've been able to produce and generate since this time. And for, um, at the expense of going back to talking about the past, you know, there were really trying times um, when we moved to Westchester. Um, a notable metric that, you know, at the time seemed insurmountable was a loss of 70% of our base, our core base. So climbing back from that 70% has been the challenge. And I'm really, really excited to say that we've, we've basically gotten back to where we started for the most part. So those are, that's a barometer for me as a leader to say, we're doing this the right way. But, um, on May 8th, I'll be able to tell you much more, much better. You know, every single game and every single night is going to be a data point for us because we've never had full capacity in this building. So a lot of it is some estimation and some guesstimation, but I, I have an inkling of where we should be, and, and I, I truly think that we'll get there. Really helpful. Thank you, Kia. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations or even media days where, let's say, there isn't a lunch. You expected a lunch. Suddenly, it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and you're very hungry. Throw some Built Bars in your bag, in your kid's backpack. Make sure everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer and or late spring reporting adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do 
to do is go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at builtbar.com. Four grams net carbs, 17 grams of protein. What's not to like? And remember, tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. Hi, all. Jackie Powell with the Max and Bleacher Report. Nice to meet you all in, in person. So I guess I'll, I'll go from my left to right. Um, so for, for Coach Lang, um, I'm curious as to how you balance player development, because that's been stressed as such a goal here with this organization, with also wanting to be a team that contends in the playoffs. Well, I don't, I don't know if there's really a need to balance it. It's all uh, all fits together uh, at, at the right time and in the right place. Um, we're not a team that goes two a day, so we have one big session where we um, address to all needs that the players have, whether it be strength and conditioning, treatment, player development is a piece, and then we come to uh, small group work, which do pre-practice, and then our, our team practice. And it's important to facilitate everything that we want to do collectively as becoming the best unit we can possibly can, playing together, ball movement, multiple actions, all these things we, we try to implement in our player development. So really everything goes hand in hand. And Zach touched on that. He was here earlier um, than most of us, and he's done a great job with the players here to already working on all these things, how player development fits into the greater picture. Play event is not anymore you stand in the corner and shoot shots and you work on step back threes. It's um, making the right plays, small group work, and how does your skill set and the skills you're working, working on fit into the collective uh, concepts that we're trying to teach. I appreciate that, I do. Um, for you, Coach Hodges, I'm curious as to who the player is who you think will surprise us when the regular season begins. And why, of course. Glad I'm not having that one. <laughs> that, that's a good question. Um, I think that's something that we all are looking forward to. That one person um, that's going to surprise us and be able to step up um, and be a big impact. Um, but one player that I would like to mention probably is Jocelyn Willoughby. I think that she had a good showing um, in training camp coming off her injury. And then in the preseason game, I think that she's athletic. Uh, she has good size. Can attack the basket, put the ball on the floor a little bit. She can shoot the three. So that would be one that I would say would be a surprise. Appreciate that. And and finally over here, um, I'm curious if you could take me through maybe your goals for Han Shu, and maybe you know I sort of saw you talking to her translator and um, you know working some things out. You know what is your knowledge of her game? over the years and maybe how have you seen her develop during these uh, many days? Sure. Well, not her first go around, you know, in the WNBA, which is nice. Um, so I think she, just to have that experience under her belt ha has been beneficial. And then understanding it's a process with her and, you know, um, navigating that language barrier and, and just trying to see incremental growth every day. Um, and knowing it's you know it's not linear, right? We might have some up and downs, um, but you know obviously her size and skill set I think fits into exactly what we want to do. Um, she's big, she's mobile, she can play inside, she can play outside, um, you know. And, and I think 
her willingness to learn and compete has been great for us so far. So I'm excited to see what she has in store. Um, you know, she's she's just a really good person and, and comes ready to work very hard every day. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for her. Thank you for being here. So I'll start with Natasha and then I'll move to Steph. So Natasha, I saw actually a great question that you were posed by Pepper Pursley, and she was asking about what it's like to transition from how the Liberty played last year in comparison to this year. And you noted that you know it's it's about going from the half court, being more focused in the half court, um, to moving into more of a transition style. Can you describe to us sort of how? you've been working on making those adjustments and how the coaching staff helps maybe address any hesitation that might come. Uh, we always gotta get you know, out of our comfort zone from last season. Um, what Sandy is doing to us this year, like, you know, we all still learning how things are still running, you know, uh, but we all getting, getting it uh, step by step each day and, uh, you know, her main focus this year is us just playing defense because our offense is going to, going to flow regardless. But right now, we just focus on full court transition defense and half court to, you know, just communicating and just doing what we need to do on each end of the floor. I appreciate that. And uh, Steph, um, first, if you could take us through what the past few days have been like for you. You know, uh, you won the championship in Hungary, I believe. And now you're here. Has it sunk in that you're back in your home state? Uh, no, because New York City really isn't my home state. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, sure. Upstate is, but I know what you mean. Um, but no, I think it's just been a whirlwind, honestly. Um, I've been able to move in at least, um, and then today I got to really be around the girls and practice and stuff. So just to be here and feel like I got acclimated pretty quickly, um, it feels good. But it's been, it's been a lot. And also, um, it was mentioned earlier when uh, Olaf was in here that the two of you have worked together before. So I'm curious as to what you believe he brings to this team since you have experience working with him. Yeah, uh, the thing I love the most about Olaf is how just blunt and honest he is. I think it's something that a lot of coaches don't always do. They want to beat around the bush. They want to make people feel good. And the one thing that I just appreciate about Olaf is kind of doesn't care. You know, he's going to coach everyone the same way. And that's something that I loved about him in Chicago. And I can already see him doing it practice here today. So that's why I kind of always, um, what's it called? Um, like your energy brings you to someone else. Gravitate. Gravitate. Thank you. I gravitate towards him. Oh, thanks. <laughs> My question isn't, isn't a joke like that. Um, but for both of you, so Natasha, you've spent some time in the Brooklyn community. I saw you were coaching a local basketball team. I'm curious as to how that was, what it's been like to get in this Brooklyn community, and what are your goals? And Steph, for you afterwards, I mean, you just got here, but I'm curious as to what your goals are when it comes to I don't know, maybe philanthropic endeavors and just really inserting yourself into the fan base now that COVID is a little bit, or things are opening. So. Uh, it's still good, you know, uh, showing my fitness community. Also, last week, you know, just coaching the, the LGBT uh, game, 
and Sam be coaching, and it was really fun, you know, actually having my face out in the community, you know, and I want to do more of that by, like, you know, giving back to the community, and, uh, yeah, just doing, just doing a lot more in the community than I did last season. Yeah, it was hard, too. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm excited. I just think Brooklyn and um, this whole community is awesome. You know, great fan base, uh, great fans, great people. So uh, we did a lot of that stuff in Chicago as well. So for me, I'm just looking forward to doing the same, um, like Tosh and like the other girls, just getting myself out there, you know, whether it's with uh, young girls, young kids. Um, I'm really looking forward to hopefully helping animal shelters as well in the community. So mm. just doing some things that I'm truly passionate about as well. Um, but making sure that people kind of see our faces and see that we're out in the community and helping um, and giving back. Okay, thank you. I'd like to ask a question about um, the other of you um, interns. So, Tosh, just to start, you are no stranger to winning teams. Your teams have a habit of going to the finals and winning. What is it about Steph that allows for her teams, whether it's three on three, whether it's Chicago, to continue to keep on winning in this league? Leadership, you know, it starts off with leadership, you know, having that leadership on and off the floor. Uh, you know, also everybody buying into the system, uh, you know, to have a winning team, to have a team that'll make it to the finals and winning a championship. So, you know, you got to stay consistent in anything that we do. And Steph, in return, to have lineups where you two are working in tandem is, you know, essentially a five and a four in a lot of ways, you know, how effective do you expect that to be right off the bat? How much does it seem, at least from the outside, it seems like there's a lot of complementary skills that work really well together. How do you kind of see that coming together? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean well, obviously, I think both of us are two players that are, yes, four or five, but we both do both. You know, she can shoot, I can shoot. She's got great post moves, and I like to be in the post sometimes, even though people think I'm messed up. Um, <laughs> so I just think that's perfect. You know, we can just play. It's, it's hard to scout when both post players can kind of do everything. So I think we'll work well together. We're both really smart players and competitive. So um, once we get some practice in together, I'm sure you know we'll figure out the system with each other. Thank you both. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, lead reviews and news, including this year's basketball odds, that's right, WNBA odds just around the corner, and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game from upstate as opposed to this. Where is upstate? Where does it start? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, a lot I mean, yeah, technically I'm not upstate. Stewie's real upstate. That's Syracuse, but only an hour and a half from here. True. Is that really upstate? Why did you do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> this just in. Now that you've made Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen every day, you can make your second listen Locked on NBA. That's right. The men have a lead, too. From the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked on experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Ah, 30. Someday, WNBA. So make sure you listen to Locked on NBA now that you finish listening to Locked on Women's Basketball.